is it? The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Huh? Say you're sorry, or I'm gonna make you fucking sorry. Oh, Jesus. I bet you even called us favors on your CB radio, didn't you? Yeah. Sure did. Damn, I hate that. I hate being called a beaver, don't you? You gonna apologize or what? Explosion, renegade, fire. <sighs> 30 years ago. I don't know if I talked about this recently. On May 24th, 1991. Well, Ridley Scott put out Thelma and Louise, written by Callie Cor- Corey. Starring Susan Sarandon. Gina Davis, Harvey Keitel, and an unknown Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. So much so that during the sex scenes, Gina Davis had to have a body double. I guess that was her request. She's an Oscar winner. Thelma and Louise, it's part commentary, social commentary. Feminist romp. They drove off the cliff. If you haven't seen the movie by now, come on. And and you say that I've spoiled it for you. Too bad. I think everyone in the in the cat has seen Thelma and Louise. They created the first selfie. Think about that. They did. Careful. Yeah, Thelma, good lord. <laughs> so, the movie. Think of what the movie created. I want to mention, if you don't know by now, and you know about Tori Amos. She wrote, Me and a Gun, after watching... Thelma and Louise about her own rape because there is a really bad rape in Thelma Louise and in a way justifies well what happened some would say misunderstanding because you know 
if they had gone to the cops and say, look, this is what happened, self-defense, they're not going to see that, see it that way or in their eyes. Okay. And I want to give a shout out to, to those of us who are fighting against, against Texas and a woman's right to choose. Starting to do pretty good in there, too. Okay. You know that? I think I need to keep walking. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where do you think you're going, huh? I'm going back inside. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Hey, quit it. Stop. Stop it. No, no. Listen. I'm not going to hurt you, okay? I just want to kiss you. All right? No, no. Come on. 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 That is a powerful moment. I'm not even going to say legendary because it's powerful. Because we're not going to make light of that moment. And the way Ridley Scott handled that. 
I'm not even saying Fuck that Handled The way he The way he filmed it It was raw It was honest And that's what happened 30 years ago Thelma Louise caused a stir It thrust Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon into a, a spotlight I don't think they'd ever Imagine they would be in for one film yeah, Susan Sarandon won for Dead Man Walking. Such a great movie. But when she dies, she's going to be remembered for Thelma Louise. Driving off that cliff. Same with Gina Davis. Gina Davis won an Oscar for The Accidental Taurus. I loved her in The Long Kiss Goodnight with Samuel L. Jackson. That's such a great film. But think of this moment. They were both nominated against each other. Really. Who ended up winning? Jodie Foster. For The Silence of the Lambs. 1991 was a big year. Not just for grunge and never mind Nirvana. But it was a big year for film. Thelma and Louise. The Silence of the Lambs. Terminator 2. It was a big fucking year. Thelma and Louise really... Oh my god. Men watched it. Women watched it. Everyone took something differently away from the film itself. The ending. Now that is legendary. It's legendary. I'm not, we're not going to play all the clips. But I played those clips to kind of drive you in. It's like, okay, maybe I should re-watch Thelma Louise. Really great cast. There's some hilarious moments. And then there are those moments. There's a really beautiful cinematic moment where they're driving at night. And you hear Marianne Faithful's The Ballad of Lucy Jordan from her album Broken English. And it the way Ridley Scott did that. You, you got to understand also Ridley Scott was always kind of reviewers are really messed up and they said that he was just a visual director because he really did have really great visuals but then they would rip on his story but then you look at the film Alien Hello the story or Blade Runner and then Thelma Louise just amazing truly amazing and you won't get me to say anything bad about Ridley Scott and he has the house of Gucci coming out in the fall so maybe and he was nominated for best director many many times especially for Thelma Louise didn't get it here we go boys getting mad okay but where are we going Oklahoma City Jimmy's gonna wire me some money and then we're gonna Jimmy you talked to him? Did you tell him? What did he say? Is he mad? No, I didn't tell him, and that's what we gotta get straight now. Daryl's been calling mad as a horn and making all kinds of noise, and when you call him, you gotta not tell him anything about this. You gotta just make sure everything sounds real normal. You know, I called that asshole four o'clock in the morning. He wasn't even home. I don't know what he's got to be mad about. I'm the one who should be mad. Thelma. I'm going to Mexico. 
Now, I figure I can make it two and a half days, but I'm gonna have to haul ass. Are you up to this? I mean, I gotta know. This isn't a game. I'm in deep shit, and I gotta know what you're gonna do. I don't know. I don't know, Louise. I mean, uh, I don't know what you're asking. Now, don't you, don't you start flaking out. I mean, God damn it, Thelma. Every time we get in trouble, you just get blank or, or, or pleading sanity or some such shit. Not this time. I mean, this time, things have changed. Everything's changed. But I'm going to Mexico. I'm going. So, Louise basically is telling Thelma, look, we're in deep shit. And they were. They were in deep shit. Okay. Is this it? Here's Ridley Scott talking about Thelma and Louise. So, like, Thelma and Louise, did you... The script came to you and you said, boom, I love the script, or? Well, no, the script came to me and um, through Callie and through the person who's running my company. Mm-hmm. And they, they were friends and they knew each other. And um, I read the script thinking, hey, it's pretty interesting. And I think, I said, yeah, two women, of course, said, yeah, it's not for you. I said, okay. And so I was then used as the, this, what I call the sprat to catch the mackerel which is actually I go around and try and persuade directors to do it. No one wanted to do it. Mm. Guys, mostly guys, they said, I don't want to do that. It's these two men are gone. I don't know about that. I said, well, that's the, that's the point, dude. They are difficult because they've got a lot to say about who you are. So obviously you shouldn't do the film right now, so you're definitely not doing it. And then I was then interviewing, because it was on a fast track, I was doing, I was meeting some actresses for it. I mean, very good. Not the ones who did it. And one of them said to me, really sweet, I can't do this. I'm, I'm a bit old. And she said, why don't you come to your senses and you do it? So I went, mm. I did it. I said, you know what? Right. Because I knew what to do. And the more I talked about it, mm-hmm. to selling it to directors, um, the more I felt I knew what to do. Mm. And so by doing it, it was a good rehearsal for me to then jump in and do it. And I made it probably more epic than Kelly necessarily wanted. But I felt it was important because, A, I thought it should be amusing, funny, Mm. except for the ending, which is then not a tragedy. It's the correct ending because it's a continuation of the journey. Mm. So I always looked on it as something that should be pretty funny epic in terms of its scale because it is definitively metaphorically their last journey so the last journey should be epic mm. so I was always I'm an operator in those days so I was always got my eye to the defunder and everything was like big and you know but I thought it was beautiful that's Ridley Scott in 2015 talking about Thelma and Louise 30 years later Yeah, hard to believe. It was the '90s. People were looking for new idols in the '90s. 
and I'm finding okay. Here we go. To see this movie outside. What is it like for you to see all of these people outdoors about to watch Thelma Louise? Well, we can't really see so many other people, but we see your cars. Yes. If you... If there is anyone in your car who is seeing Thelma Louise for the first time tonight, will you toot your horn? Amazing. Welcome. Wow. Gina, you really fought hard for this part. It wasn't a foregone conclusion that you were going to get it. Why did you want it so bad? What was it about the script? Uh, It was the best script I'd ever read, uh, which is um, borne out with all the awards that Kelly Corey won uh, for the screenplay. It was uh, incredible. Do you, I mean, I'm sure you have tons of memories from the shoot, but is there a particular one that stands out in your mind from the making of this film? Well, Gina taught me, um, is it Norwegian when we did that Swedish? We did one scene in Swedish because they didn't see the dailies, you know, till later. And we were lots of times just in the car by ourselves doing lines and they couldn't even hear what was going on and everything. So we did a scene in Swedish that was a short scene. And when they saw the dailies, they thought it was backwards. (laughs) Were Thelma and Louise inspired by any real women that you knew or yourself or your friends? Well... I, yes. I mean, my best friend, Pam Tillis, and I found ourselves in some scrapes over the years that I thought, no one should ever know about this. I'll put it in a movie. That's Susan Sarandon. Gina Davis. And the writer. Callie Corey. Curry talking about 30 years of Thelma and Louise. Oh, that that ending. And I, and I love what Ridley Scott said how that ending is epic. So 30 years later, we're still talking about Thelma and Louise, the controversy, the epicness. But what matters most is that friendship. That friendship which was so much more in that moment when they look at each other and she's like let's keep going and she looks at her and says what do you mean and she just kind of nods her head at the at the cliff and she's like you know go and that's it they just look at each other it's a beautiful moment it's a beautiful moment unpleasant dreams